Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to try to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Our guest today is Mr. Colin Cottrell. Colin is a husband. Colin is a father. Colin is a leader of men. Colin, how are you doing today? Doing good, Haas, man. I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me here on the show to have a little conversation. Thanks you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, Tyler Geiger actually uh, kind of hooked us up, told me that I needed to hit you up. Um, I didn't know. I don't know if he said anything to you beforehand, but told me he was like, hey, if you talk to one dude, you need to talk to this guy. And so I immediately yep. got on that and said, let's, let's get it hooked up. So, uh, man, before we get started, Colin, what is your purpose? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, man, my purpose yes, first and foremost is, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, man. So I, I believe the Lord, I believe in the Lord. I believe that God, you know, sent his son to die on the cross for my sins. And I was a sinner and I was somebody who was lost. And I've been down that road. We just, even before we got going on this conversation, I was telling you about how I've fallen short, man. And, and the cool thing is, is we have a God that loves us so much that uh, literally sent his son to come to earth and die on the cross for our sins. And that's, I truly believe that. And uh, because of that, it's changed yes, my whole life. And it's, it's really pushed me forward in life in a way where I know my purpose is to be here, to be the strongest man possible, to lead my family, to lead from the front, to uh, and help make an impact on other men in that way by leading from the front. So, you know, my purpose is ultimately to help people okay. come to know Christ. But through that, it's it's by hard work, it's by excellence, it's by effort, it's by um, you know just leading from the front in everything I do, man. That's that's what my purpose is. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's really good. I'm writing it down. I'm not I'm not ignoring you. <laughs> um, no, all good. From the front, there's actually a uh, there's a bit in uh, not a bit, but like a a little section in uh, Jocko Willing's leadership strategies and tactics that he talks about um, leading from the front. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause you hear lead from behind a lot and yep. like keep your eyes open and stuff like that. that yep. That's not what you want to do. You want to lead from the front. So yeah, man, one of my, uh, I appreciate one of my that. let's favorite... talk about uh, your relation. I was just going to say one of my favorite terms is leader leaders go first. I've, you know, you, I don't know if you've heard that before, but it's yep. kind of a common phrase, man. And I always have loved that phrase and, and thought, man, like, that's so true. Like in the world we live today, there's a lot of men out there. There's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they don't go first and they think that they're a leader, but they're a leader just by position or just because they've held a certain position for a certain period of time. But true leaders, they're out front. They're out leading the way. They're out uh, putting themselves first and putting themselves in the fire first. So I, I always love that, that quote. Yeah, man, I think that's uh let me see. It's what was I going to say? It's uh, it's a lot of being an example. You know what I mean? Like uh, yep. leading from the front is the same way. It's the same way I look at being an example. I, I have a huge problem with hypocrisy. And that's what I feel like leading from behind is, is a little bit of hypocrisy. And so yep. for me, that kind of manifests itself. And I constantly tell myself, no, you have to be an example to those those guys that you're leading. Um you know, it's, it's a little bit different if you're actually leading a group, you can imagine leading from the front, but just yep. for the listeners, you know, what I always talk about 
being an example in life and, and making sure that you're, uh, I think Ryan Mickler, he's big on integrity and having integrity in what you do. Uh, that's, that's exactly what that is, is leading from the front, uh, mm. being the example and doing the hard shit that you're asking other people to do. Um, yep. and yeah, yep. actually Hold there's on. a whole section in here. Um, yes, sir. And sorry, there, there's a little bit of a delay, man. As soon as we hit record, uh, it, it it completely messed up our connection and so i can still hear you and there's just a little bit of delay so just cool we're already in the podcast i just want to apologize for the uh uh to the listeners there may be some of that skype meeting uh back and forth going on but we're gonna go ahead and get it man. done um it's not it's not unworkable but yeah leadership strategies and tactics i'm sitting here looking at it it's uh two uh part one chapter two core tenets uh, section E, F, and uh, G, I believe. So I just want to look at that awesome. and make that note for anybody it, listening. Man. Uh, yeah, man. And, and honestly, yeah. you know, just becoming a better leader in my own life, it really, for me, it started with my wife. You know, I, I, I wasn't leading my wife right. And there was a lot of problems in our relationship because of that. And uh, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of uh, disruption. And I realized, and that's where I real started to have that self-realization that we all come to at some, at some point in our life, especially as a man, we drop that ego, drop that pride. And we realize, man, like my wife isn't happy and my life is not very happy right now yeah. because my wife is not happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. They, they say for yeah. the most part. Um, and when I started to realize that I started to think, how am I leading my wife? I'm obviously not leading her like I should be. Otherwise yeah. she would things would be a little bit better than they are now. And uh, as I started to come to that realization, mm -hmm. um, that's when my eyes were open and my, and I, I, I truly believe that that was a spiritual experience I had where God opened my eyes and, and uh, for lack of, you know, for, for those that believe in God, uh, the Holy spirit opened my eyes and, and, and gave me this opportunity to say, Hey, Colin, it's time for you to grow up and level up and truly lead from the front, truly be that leader who, um, goes first, who takes action and then doesn't just tell people what to do, but actually does it yourself and lets it lead by example. So I, man, I think leading by example, having the integrity to do that, dropping your pride, dropping your ego, there's nothing better you can do in life. If you made that number one in your life right there, that would, that would serve you well. And that would serve others. Well, that would get you a long ways. Well, and, and not only is it advantageous, I think it's the only way. Like, I, I don't think there's any leadership leadership strategy that you can that you can not lead by example. I mean, leadership yeah. is probably 90% doing what you ask others to do and 10% all that other minutiae um, stuff that we all talk telling about. Them. Leadership, <laughs> Just telling them what to leadership do. <laughs> strategy and tactics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's t it's 10% of, you know, how are you going to deal with these people? 90% of it is just actually doing the stuff that you mm -hmm. prescribe other people to do and, and being an example. Um, mm -hmm. there, there's no other way to lead. And I mean, I know I'm young, but I've been a leader since youth sports and, you know, at, at the age of four, like been put into awesome. leadership roles, failed at leadership roles. And the only way I can ever see it is, is to lead by example. I don't think there's don't think there's any other way um let's let's talk about um your relationship with your wife and i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna bait you a little bit i'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate um you're telling me that there's a circumstance to where you might need to be 
need to be a leader for a strong, independent woman. Where does that come from, Colin? Why do you think that you need to be a leader to your wife? She's strong and independent. Tell me how that's set up. Where do you get this idea that you need to lead in a marriage? And why in the hell would you ever think that? Yeah, and 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 I'm sorry that I do this. I'm gonna probably do this a lot, man. My faith is so important to me, and and the Word of God is important to me. You know, I'm not just no. That's I'm what not, I'm looking for, man. <laughs> I'm I'm not just some guy who's out here just trying to figure. I am a guy who's just trying to figure this out. But I, where I try to figure things out is I go to the Word of God. Yeah. I open up the, the Bible, and uh, you know the Bible talks a lot about leadership. Yeah, and and that men are supposed to lead, and uh, that's. That's where I get that from, man. I, I know that men are supposed to lead by example as, as Christ led by example for us. And, uh, you know, once I, like I said, right. once I started to figure that out, a lot of things started to go more in the right direction. Now I'm not a perfect person and we have a lot of struggles yet. We're still working through a lot of stuff, man. We're, we're six years, I think going to be seven years into it this year. Um, and we're still trying to figure out a lot That's of cool. stuff, but, uh, but man, it's, uh, it's served me well and it's really helped in my relationship to be, be that leader, to go first, to um, actually, you know, not just tell her what to do, but to actually do them myself, to model them um, to her. And now, obviously, I've got three kids, man. So I'm modeling it to my kids. The older I get and the older my kids grow, I mean, it's going so quick, man. My oldest is six years old. She, uh, she's, she's figuring this stuff out. She, she says, daddy, you know, she's asking me these questions, daddy, why this, why that? Why do you do this? Why do you do it that way? How come you talk to mommy this way? Why don't you say, sorry? Why do you cuss? Why? You know what I mean? And, uh, man, that's <laughs> convicting. That's convicting yeah. on a man. Like you, you really learn quickly. Like yeah. these little eyes and these little ears are watching everything and hearing everything that you do. And if you're not leading them in the right direction, they're learning in the wrong direction. So, um, it's, I'll say that again, if you're not leading them in the right direction, they're learning in the wrong direction. So that's, that's a good bite there for you. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the key right there, man. Like if we're not leading from the front, you know, and our wife is questioning us why we're doing things a certain way, there's probably something wrong there. There's not cohesiveness. There's not, you know, there, there's going to be strife in your relationship. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's a biblical thing as well. You, you can go in the Bible and read it and, 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 and learn about it. But, you know, even if you aren't somebody who's into the Bible or into spirituality or whatever, um, you know, it, it still makes sense in this world. Like Jocko talks about it. A lot of, a lot of people talk about leadership and, and, and going from the front, you know, like we're talking about. So it definitely is, is very important. Uh, yeah. for your wife, first of all, but then it trickles down into your kids. I mean, if you're not, if you can't do it at home, how are you ever going to be able to do it, you know, to the people at work, to the people, um, you know, at the baseball park, whatever, whatever extra, you know, in the, in, you know, in hunting camp, whatever, whatever those extracurricular things or those hobbies you like to do where you're around a lot of people, if you can't lead them, you're not going to be able to be a leader in those others. And you, you probably know that, you know, just by like what you said, you've been a leader for, you know, a long time since you were young and, and playing sports and different things like that. That's, that was me too. And I can tell you that I wasn't always, and most of the time I wasn't the guy who was just leading from the front. I was the guy just trying to tell everybody what to do. Um, and then I wasn't doing the same thing. I was saying, Hey, you go first and we'll see if that, if that's right. <laughs> and that's yeah. not the right way. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely, I, I started, you mentioned, I, I started leading around the age of four. I'm 23. Uh, so I led wrong for about 18 years. 
um, <laughs> <laughs> led led wrong for about 18 years, did everything the wrong way for about 18 years between sports and ag and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've had about one year of leading less wrong than what I was the 22 years before <laughs> the 18 years beforehand. And so, yeah, man, it, it's just been, it's been trial and error. And I, I agree with you. Um, I'm not super, I, I am religious. I am a Christian. I don't know a lot about it. I, I, I can't speak authoritatively on, on any of it, but um, it's okay. I do feel like uh, I, I, I had those same, convictions about hey i need to step up and be a leader for my wife and i think what it is is i think men and women both it's almost instinctual of of, hey look like i'm called to be i'm called to serve this woman and my purpose is to provide protect and and serve this woman through through the capabilities that i have of, of providing money and a household and fixing things and all the things that i know that I need to be doing as a man. And, uh, it it was almost just natural to, to try to step up and and be a leader in the relationship. And I know that there's biblical backings on that, but, um, man, it it just feels right. And I feel like a lot of dudes that, that shy away from that. And a lot of women that reject that are just rejecting something that is so intrinsic into our, our biology and our society that, um, has, has, built i mean it's it's built our western society of you know the man woman dynamic creates child men leads you know and the woman uh basically builds the home like you can't do it without either one of them and i know that there's biblical i know that you know judeo-christian values built all of this stuff but it just seems so ingrained into the into our biology and our society that it's it's hard for me to imagine anybody not denying it and that's kind of where i was leading you is is like man why why do you think that this that this works with the way that you and I choose to do life and and choose to to run our marriage? Why do you think that this works, or um, what can you give me from uh, your Christian faith or the Bible that gives me evidence for my young readers as for why this works? Yeah. Why do they need to be um, leaders in their marriage? And for the women that listen to this, why do they need to find a man that's a good leader? Can can you give me anything on that? Yeah, for sure. And I'm and I'm going to back up a little bit too and and talk a little bit. I just looked up a verse, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about in chapter 5 verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So basically that's talking about there and that's that's the true that's a true call of leadership right there, man. Like literally, you know, as I as mm-hmm. I mentioned my in my faith at the opening in the opening line, you know, Christ died on the cross for our sins because I was a sinner because I've fallen short. He, God sent his son to, you know, to die for us, basically leading the way for us. So that just that right there in itself shows that, Hey, Christ went first. Why, you know, the least we can do right. is give ourselves up for, you know, is to love our wives and, 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 and give ourselves up for them. Um, and it's a biblical matter. Um, and then Ephesians five thirty three says, however, let one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So basically, you know, if, if you love your wife, you know, if you love yourself, you better love your wife. And then if she, if you love her, she's going to respect you. So man, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge key point Haas that we, that we love our wives in the right yes, way. And, and, and the way that you do that is by, is by leadership is by leading from the front. And I can tell you that it has served me well. Um, you know, my wife and I don't have a perfect relationship, but we went through some crap, man. We went through a lot of hard times. We had to do some counseling. We had to do some deep 
hard work, as I was talking to you about before we started the the podcast. You know, we had to go back in time, yeah, and uh, our own personal issues and really work on some of them, and then we had to come together as a couple and start working on those couple issues as well that we probably should have worked on before we came together in marriage, but we didn't. We did it backwards, and that's okay. And <laughs> luckily, yeah. God has or- God has ordained this marriage in a way that. We both are coming to this point in our life where we're both working to level up to be high caliber men and women. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna serve us well. It's going to serve our kids well, because now we got our kids involved. You know, we're a family. We're, we're, we're one, you know, we were two people who became one. And, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you recorded the, if you felt, if you save this film or not, but basically I just took my two fingers and made them into one. It's kind of a cool thing. Like that's, that's a biblical thing, man. To become yeah, one. And that's, what, yep. and that's what, and that's what Christ does. He brings us together as a family and, uh, and then we lead our, we lead our children. That's why I truly believe there's a big attack on families right now too, in this world. I believe that, you know, the public schools, I believe, you know, not to get political, but I believe public schooling, I believe, um, the political spaces, you know, uh, some of this, this agenda around gay marriage and, uh, you know, some of these, uh, drag queen type things. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan of a lot of that stuff. And and I I believe it's an attack on families. I believe it's the gender, the gender roles, those kinds of things. I believe that's all an attack on families to split families apart. Um, Because I think, you know, uh, the enemy knows that strong families are what lead this world, man. There are what, you know, strong men leading their wives uh, are going to help us lead our kids. And that's just going to build a strong family foundation. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and you know we don't we don't dive into politics on this because I want to still have a podcast. So, <laughs> um, not that, not that it's bad. I'm just saying that we we don't typically do it, but I, I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. And so uh, I just I I censor myself because I know it would get hairy um, if I were to talk about what I believe. But um, no, you're you're exactly right. To where it is a it is an attack on the family. And so hold on, give me. Give me a second to ponder this and, and pontificate, I think is the word. So I, I do think it's a it's an attack on the family. And I'm going to write a few things down. I think that part of what we're seeing right now with the left and um, I call it the cult of authenticity. And I may have may have heard it somewhere, but it's this idea that um, whoever they think they are, that is the only thing that matters. Um, nothing else matters, societal rules, societal norms, uh, traditional teachings, nothing else matters other than what they think they are. And they're so obsessed yeah. with that idea of self. Um, that So I, I call it the cult of authenticity. So I'm going to write that down um, yeah, because I want to work through something else. Cult of authenticity. Sorry, I write slow and I write terribly. So, um, <laughs> uh, I hope you can so read what you wrote. <laughs> you, you've got the cult of Austin. Uh, well, I can barely read what other people write, so um, or print, but that's a conversation for another time. I'm slightly illiterate, Colin. Don't call me out like that. Um, <laughs> but so. This idea, and and again, I, I want to work through this with you, and I'm trying to be cautious of our time. We're already 20 minutes, and I want to get some other stuff. But we, this this idea that you're giving yourself 
to your wife. Um, yep. You're becoming one. You're saying, hey, this is this is me. I'm giving that to you in the form of responsibility, in the form of uh, providing, in the form of uh, providing for your needs and fulfilling yep. your needs. Your wife is going to give herself to you and you're both going to give yourselves to your children. Um you, you talked about how the the husband is to give himself to the wife. I wonder if yeah. there's a part in the Bible, maybe you can tell me this, you're more knowledgeable than I, to where the wife also kind of gives herself, not necessarily on the cross, that sounds kind of sacrilege, but her your wife gives herself to the to the children. And that's kind of where, you know, you're putting yourself on the line for the whole family and providing for her. She's putting herself, her body literally on the line um, to provide for these children and to create life. I wonder if the whole idea of this sacrificial um, act of service and act of purpose is what really just pisses them off because they're caught in this cult of authenticity. And in order for them to engage in something like this, they would have to admit that their wants and their ultimate wants and desires are not above the needs of somebody else in society. Do do you think that that's maybe why they're trying to attack it so much is because they're saying, no, this thing that I want so bad that I'm not willing, I'm I'm selfishly holding on to, I'm not willing to get up, give up. uh, Maybe that's why they're trying to go after the families is because they, they want to keep that, that self authenticity so bad. Is that, am I tracking? Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you, man. Absolutely. That they, they, they hate that man. And and I don't want to get too political, man. I, people can do their own research and, and start no, go, go ahead. Stuff, go ahead. <laughs> people can, people can definitely start to do their research and start to look into this, but man, I, I, I truly believe that, uh, public schooling and, and some of these arenas, man, they're, they're all about tearing up families, tearing up relationships. Um, public school is a big one, man, too. Um, I, I truly believe that there's indoctrination that's involved now with our public schooling. Uh, a good person that you probably should get on the podcast would be my friend, Matt Boudreaux. Actually. I don't know if you've ever heard of Matt, but I'll definitely connect you with him after this podcast. Cause he could go real in depth, um, about, you know, the kind of work he's doing when it comes to private schooling and, and the schooling, uh, the schooling arena. He was a former college professor, I believe, and a former, I think he was a high school teacher as well. So he's been really deep in some of these areas and uh, he could tell you a lot more about the political side of it than I can. He's very well versed in that. He, you'd have a great yeah. conversation with him. But yeah, man, I truly believe that, you know, the, the enemy wants to tear down families. There's a lot of spiritual warfare there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the works there at the enemy. Um, but I also wanted to go back because you were kind of talking about, you know, where, you know, as men, obviously we're supposed to die to our wife because like Christ died for us, you know, and that's, that's a super important thing that Ephesians, right. Ephesians, Ephesians talks about. Um, and if you go into Titus chapter two, verses four and five, it says, then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children. So there you go. You got, you know, God's calling uh, the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And he's also calling them to be self-controlled and mm-hmm. pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign with the word of God. And I don't think that's talking about that. That's the only job of women, but that's part of the job. A job to be a woman is to, to be at home, to take care of your, to take care of your home, um, to take care of your children, to take care of your husband. And obviously it's my job to do that too. You know, it's both of our job. We're both commanded to do that from different points. Um, Cause we're a family. We're, we're one. If, yeah. if, if something hurts me, it's going to hurt my wife. 
it's, that's going to trickle down into my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you, man, I'm, a, I, I've been from a divorced family. Um, there was a lot of, you know, and I love my mom and I love my dad and we've all had to work through a lot of deep things. Um, but because of their divorce, when I was three, man, I went through a lot of, a lot of issues and, and there was a lot of struggle and there was a lot of pain and a lot of uh, confusion and a lot of things that I went through. And because of that confusion and that pain and that hurt, um, that generation generationally, um, you know, came on to me then, and it, it could continue to move forward into the yeah. next generation if I let it. And a big part of my conviction is that I don't want that to happen. I, I, I want to pray against that generational curse. I want to pray against any kind of divorce or any kind of harmful things that are going to hurt my children and then hurt their children and children and children and all the way down the line, you know? So, um, yeah, right. man, just to wrap that up, it's, it's, uh, you know, we, we've got to step up as men. We've got to step up as, as husbands, as fathers. Um, we have to lead from the front, uh, and, our, and hopefully our, our, you know, wives will lead in their own arena with our kids as well and, and, and take care of the home and help take care of us and be our life partner. It's, it's huge, man. It's so important. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, uh, I need to, I need to shoot you over a book called the, uh, the boy crisis. Um, I'll send you the title on Instagram and the, and the link on Instagram. Well, have you read it? Have you, is that Henry Warren heard about it? Uh, Warren Farrell or or Warren Farrell. Is that who that is? Or or is it Dr. Cloud? One of them. I I think I might have read. I don't remember. I've read a few of those similar books, but I'll have to check that one out for sure. The boy crisis. Yeah. Uh, boy, boy crisis is pretty good, but basically it just, it talks a lot about how broken families are the number one issue in, uh, in the United States today, especially for young men. And it's written through the lens of, of how young men are hurting and suffering, um, yep. in the world today. But, uh, it, it definitely, it has an emphasis on what the broken family is, is doing to, uh, doing to expedite the deterioration of our, of our young men. Um, and it, it is important that we all, uh, that, that families do remain strong. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And I was going to go somewhere and I completely forgot, where I was going to well, go with that. Um, I was just so, going to mention, you know, strong, strong men leading their families and we don't have a boy crisis. You know what I mean? I think it, yep. I think it comes from mm-hmm. the top, you know? And uh, I'm not saying that, you know, that these boys or young guys shouldn't, should be making excuses about how they grow up. But I can tell you, I made some excuses and I didn't figure it out until I was in my latter twenties. You know, I made a lot of excuses and just because I didn't have, I had one dad that was really hard on me, very disciplinary. And I had one dad that was Mr. Nice guy all the time, but he was also an alcoholic and drinking and I was watching him party and, and do his own thing, you know? And, uh, he, he's so he's sober yeah. now and, and we have a great relationship and we're it's a growing relationship. And I love both my dad, my dad and my stepdad. And, uh, but as a young guy, you're very confused because you see one, one way and one totally the opposite. The other way, there's no middle line. Um, there's nobody that was leading me on the, on a biblical level, unfortunately, in that way, uh, that I, that I truly needed, that I want to lead by now for my family. And, uh, that was a tough, tough thing, but it starts at the top. I believe, you know, if, if us as men, we have the chance, I don't care if you're 20, I don't care if you're 30, I don't care if you're 60 years old or 80 years old. And you, but you, if you still have kids and, and you're a dad, man, you still have an opportunity to, you know, to, level up in your own life to make a change um and to come back and say i'm sorry 
you know, for maybe some of the things that you've had to do, maybe reconcile some of those relationships and start to build on them because you just never know how that, you know, you might be a 60 year old guy who's got a 40 year old son and your 40 year old son is raising his five, six kids. And now they're all having problems because of the relationship there, man. I think it's really important that we, we go back up to the top and, and lead back, you know, lead back down, man. Like, uh, you know, if, if, if there's, there's guys out there listening to this, or if there's kids out there listening to this reconciliation and working through things is one of the most important things you could ever do in life. And I can tell you've had to do that in my family a lot. I'll, I, I'm sure I'll have to do it a lot more, but it's, it's really, really important. Yeah, no, man, I, I completely agree. And, you know, as somebody who we didn't, we didn't have any close family problems, but, uh, you know, my close family, my immediate family rather is, has been fine. Uh, but dude, I've got years worth of bullshit family drama that is just <laughs> exhausting. And, you know, it starts with, it starts with the patriarchs not doing their job, um, to, to be quite honest. And they don't listen to the podcast and I would tell them anyway. Yeah. Um, but it, it starts, it starts with the patriarchs not doing their job, um, and, and leading from the front, like what you're talking about. And it just creates a flow down of, of disaster. Um, when they sit back and they say, well, I don't have any control over this or, uh, and it's not really control. It's just, you know, when they refuse to exercise influence in the ways that they need to exercise influence and be the example, that's when things really start to break down, or at least from what I've yeah. seen. Uh, yeah. with, with, like I said, distant family drama, we're talking aunts, uncles, cousins, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Some totally. grandparents, um, when, when the patriarchal, and I, I say patriot, the patriarchy, I know everybody, you know, um, everybody's going to get scared when I mention that word. Uh, but, uh, when the patriarchal structures start to start to break down and we lose our male leaders, that's when shit really starts to get Western. Um, and you know, it's not good for anybody i've never never seen it work out well (laughs) when when the leaders even in a matriarchal society um if you want to go there even in matriarchal society when when the person that's supposed to be a leader in your group does not lead that's when it it really just all begins to break down you can't point to me i don't think you can point to me in one circumstance where the leader actually did what he was supposed to do and things went horribly wrong or you know, a circumstance where the leader didn't do what he was supposed to do and things went right. I don't think you can find many of those circumstances. Yeah, um, I, would you agree I with agree. that? I, I totally agree, man. And, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just thinking right now, man, I've listened to a lot of Jocko, man. He is a, he's a, a mentor from afar for me. Yep. And I've had a, I've had a chance to spend some time around Jocko, man. And he is the real deal. And, and what he talks about with leadership, you know, just leading from the front. And, uh, you know, in the ways that he does, man, I just, I just keep thinking about that as we talk, man, it's, it's so powerful. And I truly believe like, you know, leadership, you know, one of the things he says is leadership is the solution to everything. And I I truly believe it is. But just going back, it's not an excuse. If there's people above you that aren't leading in the right way, that gives you the opportunity now to be a leader. Okay. Um, there's influence that you can have. I don't care if you're. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I don't care if you're a 20 year old kid who's got a 40, 40 year old plus dad, you can lead your dad. You can, you can, you know, you can lead by example to your dad. You know, he might not respond to that right away, but eventually he's going to see you going out there, getting after it, doing the right things, leading your family the right way. And that might make a big impact on him. And he, he later on might come to you and say, you know what, son, I wish I was doing it the way you, you did it. 
And I, I, I'm so grateful that you are doing it this way and I need to do better, you know? And uh, you just never know where that impact might happen and how it might change your dad's life or change another guy's life who's a little bit older than you. I don't care if you're 23 years old, Haas. You know, you have a lot of influence over the people around you, no matter what age they are, how old they are, whatever has happened in their life. You know what I mean? If you right. if you lead by example in what you do, um, it's going to make a huge impact. And that's, that's what we're here for, man. That's what that's what this life is all about is 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 making an impact on other people. I, I said that from the start, man. That's that's my purpose. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And uh, um, when you when you mentioned the, the leadership void and yeah, when those when that leadership structure does start to break down, that really is the only thing that you can do is uh, I've actually got a, an episode called uh, Finding Freedom in Fault, um, where I talk about how if you can take ownership of the situation and uh, kind of like mm-hmm. Jocko is everywhere, by yeah, the way, Jocko, Jocko, is, yeah, is, Jocko is everywhere. Jocko. Yeah. Jocko is love. Jocko is life. Um, he's everywhere, but uh, <laughs> um, that's an inside joke. If you know, love, um, love that guy. Dude. But anyway, Jocko, <laughs> when he uh, when he talks about like the leadership void and taking ownership, you know, that's something that I've been trying to do. Is when when your family leadership does break down. And I'm not talking again, not immediate family, um, outside family. The only thing that you can do is step up and try to try to fill that leader role. And I mean, success will vary because you've got a whole bunch of people you know, that are older than you and that watched you grow up and that, um, have their own egos at play that they may not ever listen to you and you may not be able to gain enough leadership capital to have any influence over them. Um, but it's the only thing left to do. And if nothing else, you're going to make your family better. Kind of like you said, um, well, Hey, look, I'm going to try to step up, be an example for those older than me, for those that came before me, and especially for those younger than me. And I may not be able to fix what's up top, but we're going to stop you from going down any lower. Correct. Um, it's, it's really the only thing that you can do. Amen. But love it. Um, I do. I appreciate that. Um, I do have a question and this is going to revolve around purpose and it's, I don't know that I'm going to word it very well. Um, so bear with me. Uh, let's let's talk about purpose and specifically um, God's, if there is one. Again, I don't know things about the Bible. Um, does God call men? I know He's called us to be leaders, and we've mentioned some of that stuff. But let's talk about purpose. Let's let's identify what purpose is. And for those among us that are Christian, like yourself and myself, I just don't know anything. Does he specifically call us to be men of purpose? Does he does he say, hey, look, um, I need men to have a purpose. This is the purpose of men. Men, you know, are better able to fulfill God's will if they have purpose. Walk me through that and and tell me how purpose relates to Christianity and um, how those two are intertwined, if you can. I know it's a little bit of a vague question, but it's because I don't know anything about the Bible. So I'm, I'm leaving the hard work up to you, Mr. Collin. Yeah, let me, I'm going to look up a Bible verse right now, too. I, I believe it's Romans 8.28, I think. Let me look. I'm going to look it up really quick just while we're here. Um, yeah, here we go. This is. I, I believe this is it. And we know that all all things God works for the good of those who love Him, and all who have been called according to His purpose. For those God knew, 
he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So what that's talking about there is, um, you know, that obviously all things um, work out for our good. And, and we have been called according to his purpose, you know, because he knew that he wanted us to be the image of his son. We're supposed to lead as, you know, Christ led us. So um, back to your question. Right. um I don't know if that answers it perfect perfectly, but he, yeah, he calls us, man. Like his, his son had a, he sent his son Jesus to come here for a purpose, for a whole reason. Like what's really cool. Jesus came and, and lived a life like a regular human being. Um, you know, he was a carpenter. He was a hardworking guy. He was, you know, um, a lot of the different scriptures talk about him. Just, you know, he, he was somebody who was out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat a lot of food. He fasted. Think about that for a second. Think deeply about that. Have you ever went yeah. 40 days without food or, you know, food at all? I mean, I don't think I ever have in no. my whole life. I mean, literally. So this right. Jesus guy, you know, he was out there in the wilderness praying, deeply praying, talking to, talking to God and the Holy Spirit. And he was literally, you know, fasting on um, this whole time. And then while he was out there in the wilderness, he was being tempted by the enemy. The enemy was trying to twist the words, God's word to him. And he said, no, no, Satan, stay away from me. Get away from me. You know, you, you, you're, you can't do this. And, uh, you know, so this guy yeah. was sent to, sent to this earth to be our example. And now you think about that, man. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever endured what Jesus endured, first of all um, in the, in the purpose that right. he had. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool to think about that, man, but you know, just like I said, coming back to your question, you know, on, on purpose, um, you know, he was sent here for a purpose to obviously save us, the sinners from our own sins and, and, and give us an opportunity to, uh, have eternal life in heaven. And if you, if you believe that, you know, if you confess your sins and you believe that, that's, that's the opportunity you have, um, not to get spiritual or religious or I'm not a religious guy. I just believe what the Bible says. I, I truly believe what the Bible says. And man, if that's our example, man, we definitely have a purpose to do the same thing for him. And that's why I'm here. You know, I don't know everything about the Bible. I'm not perfect at scripture. I'm not a pastor. I've, d I've done a little bit of Bible classes while I was in college and some different things. And I studied, I do study the, the scriptures as much as I can, um, pretty much every day now. And I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning. And that's the point. We're supposed to be growing and learning every day. Not, you know, and, and Hey, what are we doing here on the podcast? We're trying to learn what our purpose is in life, right? <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool. Yes, sir. So, well, you might find out what your purpose is by reading the Bible or by reading a self-improvement book or a self-help book or whatever it may be, you know, that you might find your purpose through that. Personally, for me, I have found my purpose of leading men and leading my family and leading the people around me through the word of God. Um, and through Christ's example of leading us. Yes, sir. No, I, I completely, uh, number one, I appreciate that. And, and you reading the, the scripture, it's something that I don't, again, I, I don't know what to even pull up. And so I appreciate you being able to present that to the, to the listeners and give us some of that biblical backing for what, what we're trying to do here. Um, and so let me, let me ask this question. I think you did answer my, my original question. What? Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean to not have a purpose? And why is it so important for men to have purpose in your opinion? Yeah. If yeah, if you man. do think it is important for men to have purpose, I do. That's that's the whole reason I'm here. Um if you do think it's important for men to have purpose, why and what happens when we don't? 
Yeah, and, and I and you're right. I mean, I, I love I love what your mission is here, Haas. The fact that you want to help men find your purpose. Obviously, you, sure. you started this pod this podcast for a reason because you you know you maybe didn't have purpose in your life at one point, and there's probably a lot of people around you that you know that are probably good people and and have a lot of excellent qualities mm-hmm. and things in them that could make them a, a really good human in a lot of ways if they had more purpose. So. I believe that yes, we're right. all called to have purpose, obviously, uh, as the Bible says. Um, but if we don't have purpose in our life, what are we doing? Are, we're walking in the desert, you know, with really a- aimlessly and with no direction. So, you know, I don't know. Like yeah. I've been there before. I've been that guy, man. There's no fulfillment in that. There is no. There's no passion. There's no perp. There's no, <laughs> there's just no good things that come out of not having some kind of purpose. And I know finding your purpose isn't an easy thing. And I'm not saying that you have to have this perfect right. purpose. Like, man, I'm here to make a million dollars doing this business in this exact way. That's my purpose. Like, it, it's not really that easy. I think that most guys will tell you they started to work on themselves as a man, first of all. And as they went down that journey of working on themselves as a man, um, in different ways that they started to figure out some of the things that they were interested in. And as you start to work on those things that you're interested yeah. in, you kind of, you kind of start to find, well, I'm not quite as interested in this one versus this one, or this one's more interesting to me than this one. And then you start to think, well, how can I give value to people? How can I serve people through this one? And, and I'll just take my, my business as an example. I, I, I run a business called high caliber hunts and the idea behind that is, first of all, I'm a hunter. I'm, I enjoy hunting. Well, then I went down this journey of realizing that I enjoy taking other people hunting. So from there, as I went mm-hmm. down this self-improvement journey, working on myself as a man, I realized there was a lot of other men out there too who also want to work on themselves and want to surround themselves with other guys who want to work on themselves. So is there a way to do, is there an easy way to do that in hunting camp? Not right now. There's, I mean, there, there is, I mean, if you know a lot of guys, you can, you can, you can go find that group of guys to go hang out with, but there's a lot of guys out there that don't really have that group around them, but they're, that's why I created a high caliber hunt. Basically it's the idea that, Hey, these high caliber guys are coming together in a hunting camp to hang out for two, three days in a hunting camp setting, breaking some bread together, having some deep conversation, uh, talking about business, talking about life, talking about some struggles, whatever that may be. Um, and through that, you know, through that, uh, you know, going down that path, I kind of learned about my journey, um, in life and towards my purpose. I, I worked towards my purpose in that and finding out that, Hey, as I worked on myself, I figured out that I want to help other men work on themselves and level up in their own lives. So, um, you know, that's, it's, it's kind of a long answer and, you know, it's not an easy question to answer. I think specifically, I think if you asked me this question 10 times, I'd probably give you 10 different answers, but ultimately if you're not, yes, you're not at least searching, searching for your purpose or looking for it. Um, you know, you're just wandering around aimlessly, not living any kind of fulfillment in your life. And that's, nobody wants to be there, man. I think one of the terms that I don't like that people use, Oh, I'm not happy. I have no happiness. Well, happiness comes yeah. from you working on things that you care about. Okay. That's, that's where happiness comes from. If you're working on yourself, you're going to yeah. have a lot more happiness. Okay. In quotations. Um, well, and, and I like to say really happiness, you know, above happiness is fulfillment. Like if you want to have more fulfillment in your life, 
work on yourself and go down that path. Start to work on yourself and figure out what are the things I like? What are the things that people see in me that, you know, that I'm good at? And then you go from there and it, you, you start to figure it out. Right. No, that every, everything you said, I, I completely agree with. And one thing that I keep dancing around and, and just so, just so you know, you haven't been here for all the episodes and maybe the listeners don't even know. Um, I don't really have an excellent, um, path or, uh, prescription for how to find your purpose or why purpose is important or things like that. Um, I don't really have a clue and that's why I invite people on here to talk <laughs> about it. So if, if, if you're the listener and you're getting irritated and you're saying, well, Haas, why are you asking this dude? all these questions that you're supposed to know your podcast is the purpose podcast. It's because I don't know them. And that's why I have a podcast about it so that we can figure this out. Um, But anyway, so, you know, I think that it is possible to have a purpose that doesn't lead to fulfillment. And the more that I ask people these questions and I'm coming to a lot of, a lot of uh, epiphanies during our podcast. So when you can have a purpose that doesn't fulfill anything. You can have a pointless purpose. I'm, I'm really good with alliterations. Um, there is such a thing as a pointless purpose. And I think that the only, the only way to make your purpose have a point is through um, serving others. That's I, I, I've come to find that, that when, when people truly have a, there's a difference between a purpose and a job. Um, yeah. When people say my purpose is to For be sure. a millionaire, no, that's a that's a pointless purpose. You have a job. You have a job to be a millionaire. You have a goal to be a millionaire. I don't think you have a purpose. To me, a true purpose that's actually going to serve you, it requires the service to other people. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure, man. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that that's, that's where I went down this journey in my own life is there was times when, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit. I, I had yeah. some, some success in my twenties. I built a couple different businesses, um, monetarily. I made some good money. Um, I built some influence. I had a lot of good close connections, um, of people who were, you know, influential. Um, I influenced others in, right. in, in certain ways. And I realized like, I wasn't fulfilled through that. I wasn't, you know, I, I was living, I was living a life of just building a business and making money and doing these things that I thought looked like success and, 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 you know, in purpose, but that truly was it. Now what's cool about that is look where I am today. I don't nearly make as much money as I used to in my twenties and I have a family and I have kids and you know, my faith has grown stronger. Yeah but I have a lot more fulfillment in my life. And I do have an idea now of where my purpose is. So ultimately, even though I was down this in the, in the desert walking around for a bit, you know, it ultimately did lead me to my path to my purpose, um, which is really cool to think about, but you know, it's, it's a hard road, man. It's, it's sometimes it's a hard road. It's, it's not something you just figure out overnight. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of different business people and a lot of different influential people out there who, went a long time before they found their actual calling or their purpose, you know? And, uh, once they came to that point, maybe later on in life, man, maybe they finally felt that fulfillment that they were looking for. And there was probably a lot of strife, a lot of struggle and a lot of hard times before that. Maybe there wasn't, maybe they were fulfilled in, in the journey, you know, and that's, that's okay too. That's actually a good point. Now that I think about it, um, you know, enjoying the journey. Like, you know, I've been down a physical transformation right. for a couple of years and, uh, I had to come to this point in my life where 
it wasn't about losing the fat, losing the weight, getting strong. No, it was actually about learning about who I am through that journey. And that's again, maybe going down that yeah. journey. We all need to go down, down that journey in different ways, whether, whatever that goal is or whatever we're seeking in life. Um, and through that journey, as we enjoy that journey and we enjoy some of the struggles and the hardships and the tough moments, it starts to lead us to that, that area that, uh, is more purposeful for us. Yeah, I think you, I think you said it pretty well. And what I'm trying to get, why, why do you think that ultimate fulfillment is and I, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but why do you think that the ultimate form of fulfillment and purpose is found in service to others? Why, why is that? I have my own idea, but I want to hear your thoughts before I share mine. Why is it that we, especially as men, find the ultimate fil- fulfillment? Well, I would say it's probably more so in women because I think the, the most fulfilled women you've ever seen in your life are the ones that give themselves to their children. Um, yeah. Why is it that we as human beings, uh, women and men both, find ultimate fulfillment in service of other people um, and and living to serve others? Why, why is that? And I know we're called to by God, but um, we are, you know, mortal, natural beings. And I feel like it it feeds even the mortal, natural human part of us. Um, why is that? Why Why do we... Why do we feel so good when we're able to serve people? That's a, that's a great question, man. Um, I don't know if I have the right answer for that, but my answer is, is that I know that every time that I've done something to help somebody else out to, you know, go out of my way to help my wife, to help my kids, to help others, um, you know, to put others before myself in those ways. Um, it always has come back to make, I just feel better. I feel more fulfilled. I feel like I'm, I'm doing something that's, that's right. Um, it never, I never feel bad after. Yeah. I never feel bad for helping somebody else. Um, so I don't know if I have the answer for that specifically, and I'm sure the Bible does talk about it. I'll have to go dig into some of the scriptures after this for sure. (laughs) Um, but you know, serving others and, is is definitely a it's a fundamental foundation of of i think what god wants us to do is, is and, and it kind of comes back to christ i mean he served he served us with you know he, god served us by giving us his son and, and and him dying on the cross for us and so ultimately you know that's our example yeah. as a christian for me it is um and uh you know so i don't know from 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 that time forward it's it's been a fundamental thing for for us in our faith and it feels really good. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's yeah. a, I'm sure there's a great, I'm sure there's somebody out there who has a really great answer to that and, and, and knows exactly what that is. I'm maybe not that guy and I'm still trying to figure out exactly why that, why serving people feels so good, but it feels good in the right, right. kind of way. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, it's something I'm trying to grow in and get better at. Like I'm trying to think about others before myself, um, as much as I can you know, especially at home, you know, it's, it's tough, man. I'm a man. I am, I'm one of those guys who used to be very selfish, very self-serving. And, uh, I find that, you know, when I, when I've been that way, you know, my wife isn't happy. My kids aren't happy. Things are just, are not going in the right direction. And once I started to let go of that and started to help others and serve others. Um, and like we talked about at the start of this lead from the front, 
man, it, I just feel a lot better. Things are, things go smoother. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I, and I, I do like what you said. It just feels natural. Like when you, when you really get into it, um, a lot of people think that, that humans are naturally evil and wrong. And I, I don't, that may be true, but for me, and maybe this is, maybe this is more uh, nurture, not nature. Maybe this is 23 years of, of, uh, of societal conditioning, but it does just feel more inherently good and natural to be in service of others. It feels, it feels like a dirty good to be selfish. Like, yeah, I want to be selfish all the time, but, um, there's always that guilt of knowing that that, that good feeling will come to the, will come to an end that when I'm being selfish and, uh, it's Christmas time and I give my wife a budget of, you know, $500 to spend on me, but I know I'm only going to spend like 300 bucks on her. Um, you know, when I, when I get real selfish and petty and things like that, not that I would ever do that because I would never do that. But, uh, <laughs> um, when I, when I get real selfish and petty or something like that, um, you know, I know that it feels good in the moment, but I know deep down that it's going to be fleeting, that it's not going to last. But when, when I work in service to other people, I know that that's going to be there forever and that it is, it's a good feeling that will last. And I, I, I'm searching for the answers. And I think you've given me a good starting place um, for that. And I think that your experiences definitely show that, that I'm on the right track with that thought. Uh, and what's probably going to happen is I'm going to spend like 10 years trying to figure it out and then I'm going to have a guest on and they're going to be like, Oh, Hey, you should read this book from like 1920 and it's going to have all the answers in it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate your commentary on that. Cause I think it's, <laughs> I think, I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely correct. And I think you're definitely, you're definitely on track and maybe we can, you know, throughout the, the life of our relationship, maybe we can try to figure this 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 question yeah. out together and, and like i said i think we figured Absolutely. it out practically um you know you wouldn't i don't know what you did in college but you've always got like the the theory in the classroom stuff and then you've got the practicum where you go in and you do the experiment and stuff like that um i yep. think this is one of those weird problems where we can do the practical and uh and the experiment we can go in there and perform the experiment flawlessly yeah. but we really have no clue we haven't been through the lecture yet and so i'm, I'm um, sure there's some science behind it <laughs> I'm sure there's some science yeah, behind yeah, yeah. it for sure. Um, and, and just to, just to, I was looking up some, a, a Bible verse here quick and I, I couldn't remember what it was, but it was, it's Matthew 20, 28. It says, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So I don't know right there. That's, that's a cool example. You know, like that's not the exact answer I know you're looking for, but just as a, as a Bible believing Christian, right. like it's really cool to see that, you know, God was literally sent his son here just not to be a, not to be served himself, but for, to serve us. And that's our prime example. Yes, that's my prime example right there. So whether there's a scientific answer to this or there's, there's an exact reason of why we're supposed to serve others. Um, that's a great example right there of why it probably feels good for us. Cause you know, uh, our, our father, um, you know, served us. So is it maybe cause we've got a debt to pay? Well, we don't have a debt to pay now, actually. That's what's so cool about it. He, he served us Fair point. in this way, you know, you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and that's where the religious yeah. side can get really crazy. Like, um, religious people can argue about this and stuff like that. But as just a Bible believing Christian, like, 
he was he was sent here to serve us and uh, that you know matthew 20 28 talks about mm-hmm. that right there and uh we had a debt to pay but he he paid that debt for us you know and he was a per he actually lived a perfect yeah. life like like jesus like did not sin he wasn't a bad person he never harmed anybody he never hurt anybody um he literally helped people worked with his hands you know those kinds of things um you know he, he and he ultimately said yeah i'll i'll die for you guys i know you guys are bad people and i know you've done some right. bad things but hey cool it's all cleared it's all I, i'm wiping it that slate clean you know you just have to follow me that's it yeah and we'll, no, we will, that, that man. We'll, we'll definitely, uh... we'll definitely dive into more of this, man. I'm excited to get some more opportunity to get to know you, Haas, and and I appreciate you just inviting me on the show, and and I've been able to you know share my faith through this through this opportunity. Um, who knows who will hear it? You never know. You never know. They might. I might not even yeah. be an influence on anybody. It might be an influence on somebody down the road. They might hear this and be like, man, maybe I should read that bible book or maybe i need to learn more about this jesus guy um you know if this guy's doing it you know who knows i wasn't a perfect guy i fell away from my faith for a long time um but ultimately i've come back to my faith and i'm not a religious guy um i'm more of a just a bible believing uh you know somebody who reads the word of god and i believe that you know like i said that jesus died for me and uh it served it has served me well <laughs> which is kind of cool to think about it's served right. me well and now hopefully that's going to serve others well hopefully it's going to help others if they you know hear my words yes sir and i i know we're running up on time and first of all the uh you have no reason to thank me i thank you for coming on there and, and i know you said this may not influence anybody you've influenced one person sir and it's at least me <laughs> so um I, I i really do appreciate you coming on and like i said i know we're running up on time but i know there's there's no debt to pay to god let me just let me just clear my mind to this question real quick i know there's no debt to pay to god and you may have already answered this question before but do we do we have and i think maybe we're tying this all back to the beginning do we the reason that it feels so good to live a life of service just like Jesus did do we at least have a calling to pay it forward i know that you don't have to pay the guy in front of you that paid for your coffee but the societal expectation is that you pay for the guys behind you um you don't always have to uh the guy in front still paid for your coffee you're still going to get your coffee um but the societal expectation and maybe even the expectation of the guy in the front he's not requiring but he's not requiring it but he expects you to pay for the guy in the back is there anything in the bible calling us to yeah we don't have a debt but do we have a responsibility to pay it forward yes absolutely there is and 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 it's really cool mark uh 935 and i and i'm not i don't know these by heart so i just want people to know who are listening i'm I know enough about the Bible where to yeah. go and look and find these and I'm looking them up and trying to figure out where they're at. But Mark talks about uh, in chapter nine, verse 35, um, you know, Jesus set was, was, was sitting down with his 12 disciples and he said to them, if anybody would be first, he must be last of all and a servant of all. So mm-hmm. basically what that's saying, and that's an example of what Jesus did for us again. Um, he's telling his disciples, he's telling his literal little, you know, the people who followed him um, on earth while he was here, um, he's telling them, hey, if you want to be first, if you want to be first, um, you have to be last and be a servant of others. So think about that for right. a second. Like 
we we think about want you know there's a lot of people out there who want to be first who want to get first place who want to look good you know what i mean but what jesus is telling us the absolute opposite for you to be first you actually have to be last you have to be on your knees and you have to be you know serving and, and and a servant of others and man that that is so powerful right there man that's that right there that's that's probably the best answer right there. Why it, you know, it feels so good to serve others and why we, we do, we don't owe a debt to God. And, and, uh, because he, you know, he paid that debt with his son, you know, with his son, Jesus, but, uh, but we do, I think, owe others to be a servant to them and to help them along. And Hey, that's, that's why I'm going down. I've been down this journey myself. And that's why I, I try to mentor and try to help others and try to, you know, that's again, why my purpose is, you know, um, first of all, serving God, um, but also, Mm -hmm. um, helping other men, you know, and make an impact on my family and, and, and the people around me, um, through my life. So, it's my job. It's my duty to take what I've learned. Um, even though I don't have it all figured out, but to take some of the things I've learned and help others. And that, and that's what I do. I, I'm a coach now. I do some coaching. Um, you know, uh, yes, I sir. do some life coaching type stuff, you know? Yeah. I get paid for some of that, which is cool that if you can exchange something that you are good at for some monetary value, that's great. But I would do it anyway, even if I wasn't getting paid, because I know that it, makes me feel good to help others and to see them have success in their life and to see them start to go down this journey of of becoming a high caliber man or woman, you know, and that's, that's what I want to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I I really appreciate all that. And it's kind of funny how we're coming back to the, to the beginning of the podcast, because when you mentioned that there was a quote that leaders go first, um, the -hmm. quote that immediately popped into my head was leaders eat last. Um, I think that's a book is leaders eat last. Um, yeah, so it, it's all coming back. To, it, it's all coming together. I love it when a plan comes well, together. Isn't that the, the that, 18 quote? Um, that's, that's kind of cool to think about, you know, too. And, and, you know, even though we said, you know, the quote, like, um, you know, leaders, leaders, you know, go first, which, you know, technically is different than what we're talking about. He must be last and be a servant of all. So really what Jesus is saying there is, Hey, you're, you are leading, you're, go, you're being a servant, you're serving right. others. And that's what's helping you actually yeah. lead from the front. So it's kind of cool that it is kind of cool. Awesome, how that kind of came back around. Yep. Yeah, no, this has been awesome, man. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, I hate that I made people, uh, wait through the whole conversation. I always do this <laughs> and I always feel bad about it, but where can they, where can they find you? Um, I feel like that's a disservice to you to make them listen to an hour worth of podcasts before they can figure out where you're at. Um, but where, where do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? And, uh, what are you, what do you do for people? What are you going to continue to do for people? Um, give them your info and then give them a reason to come and find you. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Haas. Thanks again for having me on, man. First of all, I I really do appreciate that. Appreciate this opportunity. I'm glad Tyler got us connected. Uh, it's always good to connect with other like-minded, uh, men, especially. And, uh, yeah, you know, yes, I'm, sir. I'm most active over well, on don't Instagram. Think me, uh, so. <laughs> I, I was going to say, don't thank me too much because, uh, me and my three buddies that listen to this, uh, they're probably already following you. So don't, <laughs> don't get too gracious <laughs> because I do not have a lot of, <laughs> I don't have a huge reach. So before you go, uh, sending me gifts and whatnot, uh, be cautious because, <laughs> um, all 12 people that are going to listen to this are going to be your biggest fan for the, for, the, for a while. So. 
Hey, hey, that, that there's nothing wrong with that, man. We all start from somewhere and someday down the line, if you stay consistent and you stay committed to what you're doing, man, and, and, and obviously you know that your purpose is to help others, um, you know, it's going to, yes, it's going to come back around. So I'm, I don't, I, I don't worry about all that kind of stuff. I don't worry about followers. I don't worry about, you know, whatever. Right. I just try to serve. Like I said, I just try to serve the people that do come to me and ask me for help and ask me for advice. And, and what's been really cool is I, I got, I, I got quite a few of them that want to pay me for that because they see the value in being mentored um, by somebody who's went before them and right. had to learn from their own struggles. So, um, and has had some success as well. So, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. That's, that's probably the best place. Colin underscore Cottrell. That's C O L L I N underscore C O T T R E L L. Um, I'm usually pretty good about answering questions there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so kind of what I do now is I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a transformation coach is what I like to call it. I, I work a lot on mindset and, and health transformation and those kinds of things. So, uh, actually this is the first podcast I've talked about this other than Tyler's is I'm actually starting a community side to my coaching where, um, you'll be able to connect with other men and, and have some accountability kind of work together to level up. Um, I have a framework that I've built out around, you know, how I've had some success in my life, some of the things I do on a daily basis. So that's going to be called High Caliber Nation. Um, and, that'll, and that website is not awesome. there yet. It will eventually be highcalibernation.com. But just follow me on Instagram. I've, I'm going to be putting updates up on that um, uh, throughout the coming you know, months and weeks and years, <laughs> hopefully. So it's going to be a really cool opportunity there. But yeah, if you're somebody who's uh, maybe looking to make a, a improvement in your health and in your mindset and um, just go down this journey of, uh, you know, becoming a better man, uh, drop me a line. I'd love to help you out. Love to talk about, you know, getting you uh, physically fit, mentally fit, emotionally fit, you know, spiritually fit, a lot of those things. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to take the wisdom and, and, and work through some of the things that I've had to work through to help others do the same. And we have a really cool kind of framework that I use for some of that. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been very, it's been very awesome so far. So. Yeah, man, it, it definitely sounds awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that dude. I, you know, I've been following you for a little bit now. I think, uh, I started following you, um, either on my personal or my podcast page first, but, uh, I listened to your podcast with, uh, Tyler, been following you for a little bit and you've really got some good stuff. So, uh, guys, please, please go find Colin. Uh, you do awesome work, man. I love that you're uh, trying to get, um, good men together to be better men. I do have one last question for you that I was supposed to ask in the beginning and I forgot, which seems to be a theme here. Um, what is your favorite book and why? Well, I think that's an easy answer now that you uh, had this conversation with me. <laughs> My favorite book, honestly, is the Bible. Yep, yep. And uh, not that it's always easy to read, but as I have started to read the scriptures more, um, and I've started yeah. to ask God in prayer to open my mind, to open my heart to what he's saying. Um, it, I don't know everything, and I, I probably never will, but I'm starting to really enjoy the lessons and, and the stories and the parables and the different things that are in the Bible, man, you, there's, there's so much good stuff in there. There's so much wisdom in there, man. Honestly, the first thing that I would do if I were you, cause you, you kind of mentioned earlier, like that you don't even know where to start. One of the first things that you could do is go right. open up James. It's five chapters. Go read through James, man. That's, 
a okay. great book to start in. Um, and then another, another book you could go start in and literally something you could read. You could read one chapter a day, um, is in Proverbs. Um, and, the, and then that'll take you through a whole month and then you could start over every month. So Proverbs and James are two really good books. Okay. The new Testament is probably, probably my favorite because it talks a lot about Jesus and his disciples and those things. Um, I don't know. Have you, you have, probably haven't watched the chosen series at all by chance. No, sir. I've not. I I'm a little ways through the first season. Um, and that's really it. And what that is, okay. it's, it's, it's talking about Jesus life. So, uh, just reading through the Bible and, and some of what I know in the Bible, um, you see it on the, on the TV, you know, through the chosen series, which is really cool. It brings it to life. And now I'm seeing things as I watch that. And I'm like, man, I don't remember reading that part. And then I'm going back into the Bible and I'm reading about it. And it's like getting me excited. Like, Oh, that's really cool. Like yeah. how these little integral things happen. You know what I mean? And they're right there in the word of God. Yes, so yeah, man, that's, that's probably my favorite book right now is the Bible probably will be for the rest of my life, man. I can tell you though, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big reader. So let me, let me give yes, some sir. people a, a, a good book to chew on, man. I've got a few that are really, I just recently read Atomic Habits. That was a really good one. I would say sure. if you're going down a self-improvement journey and trying to build better habits in your life, that's a, that's a one to go read. Um, another one that I, you know, have read a couple times now, it's, it's probably my favorite actual book. It's called The War of Art. And, uh, it's a book by uh, Stephen okay. Pressfield, man. That's a, that's, that's a short read. It's probably a, you know, I think it was a two hour audible listen or a three hour audible listen. I literally did it during one run. <laughs> I was on a three hour run uh, on a right. Saturday long run. And, uh, that, so that, have you read that one yet? The war of art? No, sir. I have not go read that book, man. That'll, that's a, that's a good one. That's one that I give to people. So Awesome. Those are a couple of good ones, man, that awesome, I really man. like, man. One more. I'm going to give you one more just because, uh, I think it's, this is a, another really important book as well. And, uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, it's, uh, by John Eldridge. Let me, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. It's, uh, John Eldridge is one of my favorite authors. Gosh, what the heck is, is is the name of the book? Just I've just Jamie read look several... it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, Jamie, you got that, Jamie? What's what's that book by by John Eldridge? I guess I could have looked it up right, right now too. I, I I am Jamie. I could just go Google it right now. It's uh, and I don't know why I'm having a brain fart on this because I literally just read the book. Wild at heart. Again. Wild at heart. That's the one. <laughs> that's so horrible. Um, that's an amazing book. Uh, that one really dives okay. deep into manhood and you know, your past, um, your hurts, father wounds, different things like that. Things you need to work on the hero's journey. You know, there's a lot of really good stuff in that one too. Definitely go read that one. If you get a chance, that's, that's a relatively quick read as well. So yeah, those are, there's, there's a few for guys to chew on. Um, hope that helps out. Awesome, man. No, I, I sincerely appreciate that. And even the, even the notes on the Bible of what, you know, to read, uh, James and Proverbs, I think that a lot of people think that they must go and, uh, it, it, me, me included that they must go and start at Genesis and just, you know, <laughs> read it all the way through. And it's really intimidating. Um, I'm starting to learn that, Hey, maybe there's ways that I can go and just read certain sections of this that makes sense. And then 
kind of piece it together. Um, so I appreciate your notes on that. I appreciate these three other books. We've got Atomic ha- Sorry, man. Uh, we got Atomic Habits, Way of Art, and Wild at Heart. Um, so and that's, those are that's your the book war recommendations. Of, war I really appreciate that. Sure. War of Art? Sorry, yeah. The, the war of <laughs> Jesus, remember how we were talking about how I couldn't read my own <laughs> writing? Um, yeah well, i don't know if that i don't i don't know if that was recorded for people but we were literally talking about how i might not be able to read my own writing and i just messed up reading my own writing so um yeah good god um yeah war of art uh and then wild at heart so man colin i really appreciate it i know we've gone a little bit over uh the time limit and i apologize for that but no uh, dude, good, this has man. been an we're awesome good. conversation so uh, this has been an awesome conversation and uh, you don't have to, well, I'll, I'll ask afterwards. I don't want to, I don't want to dox your location, but I, I want to know where in Texas you're at, but uh, everybody, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening and uh, tune in to Colin and I are going to do more episodes. I'm sure uh, in the future, we're going to get back together. Go, uh, go to Colin's Instagram. He's got a lot of good stuff. Um, got a lot of good posts that I've been reading in preparation for, uh, this episode, go listen to him on the, uh, it was the Montana Knox podcast. When I recorded with Tyler Geiger, it's now the Knox performance podcast. Uh, if you followed him on Instagram, it's, it's just a name change, but, uh, go listen to, uh, his mini podcasts on the, the knock performance podcast, get to know Colin. Uh, he's an excellent guy to have in your corner and an excellent guy to learn from Colin. Again, thank you for being on the, uh, on the podcast. And do you have any, uh, I always give the, the listener or the, the guest a chance. Do you have anything for me or any questions for me before we go? No, man, no questions. Look forward to connecting with you further, man. And I'm just going to say, Hey, I was that guy who was down the wrong path for a long time doesn't mean you can't turn this around and get back right. on the right path. Start, start putting in some work, start, uh, you know, actually caring about how you live your life. Um, you know, whatever way that is, but start to seek people out that you want to be like, find those people that are those examples, get around them, spend time with them, uh, hire them. If you have to, whatever you have to do to get around those people, do it, get around them yep. and start leveling up in your life and, uh, you know, become a high caliber man. Yes, sir. Awesome, Colin. Well, I appreciate that. Those are good words for all of us to hear at all stages in life. So I appreciate you, uh, listeners. I appreciate y'all for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tune into the Purpose Book Club this month. We're going to start. We're doing leadership strategies and tactics in January, February. I think we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm thinking about maybe meditations, maybe dedication and leadership. I don't know uh, for the Purpose Book Club, but in March is where we're really going to get uh, it's going to get Western literally, literally, uh, we're going to read blood Meridian. Um, it's going to be pretty wild. Uh, it's a, it's a dense book. It's one that I'm really going to try to dive in and give you all some good summaries, some good overviews on. So please tune in for that. Uh, come back for the book club read. You should all be reading. Um, I don't care if you think that you can't read, we'll figure it out. I've got some flashcards hidden in the back somewhere. We'll get it done. So pick up these books, read along with me, uh, listen to the Purpose Book Club, and I appreciate you all for being here. Thanks.